أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وضرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الله تعالى has brought us to this Mubarak 30th night of Ramadan the last night of Ramadan Inshallah, I don't have uh, any material to read in this majlis, but uh, inshallah, hopefully just to share a couple of heartfelt thoughts that are relevant to what we read. We read uh, Ibn Rajab's Warathul uh, Anbiya, Sharh on the Hadith uh, regarding the virtues of seeking knowledge of Sayyidina Abu Darda radiallahu anhu as well as uh, the uh, life and times of Imam Ghazali and Shah Abdul Qadir Jailani, rahimahumullah tabaraka wa ta'ala, uh, as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, in, in an era uh, anthropomorphized the, 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 the mind and the heart of the deen. Uh, mashallah, in, in uh, these two amazing individuals who are not the only people who carry this uh, nisbah, uh, but definitely one of a kind type of people. And uh, one of the things that I have told people <clears throat> again and again uh, and that I feel very strongly about is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this ummah from the very beginning, it never really functioned on money and it didn't really even function on numbers. Uh, Badr was not won by numbers. Uhud was not won by numbers. Uh, Hunayn, they had the numbers, but they, you know, almost were defeated and uh, etc you know uh, even afterward Qadisiya and uh, Yarmouk and <clears throat> these great battles they were not won by numbers uh, so we don't have the money we don't have the numbers we didn't even have the technology um, this was one really difficult chapter in the history of Islam that the crusaders to dislodge them from the sacred lands one of the reasons it was so difficult is because the siege the siege technology uh, and siege warfare was something that the Muslims seemed to always be somewhat behind in. And it was really hard for, for, for the Muslims to dislodge the, uh, the remnants of the Crusaders, even though they had you know, strategically taken over uh, most of the land. Uh, we never really had any of those things going for us. And I don't think we're going to have them going for us until the Yom Qiyamah. And even if we do, it's not going to work for us. Allah's mu'amala with us is different. The one thing that we always had and that we will continue to have until the Yom Qiyamah as long as Allah's Fadl is upon us is that uh, the people we had are one of a kind. You know, who is going to bring somebody like Abu Bakr Siddiq? Who is going to bring somebody like Umar ibn al-Khattab Like Sayyidina Uthman and Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhum Who are going to bring these people like Ghazali? who even the Rabbi Musa bin Maymun, Maimonides, will benefit from, even Thomas Aquinas uh, will uh, benefit from, who is going to bring these people like Shah Abdul Qadir Jailani, rahimahullah tabarak wa ta'ala, who is going to bring this Mulana Jalaluddin Rumi, that people will find inspiration in his poetry, despite the, the blindness of uh, their hearts, even to the very existence of the Lord Jalla <coughs> Uh, who, you know, who's going to bring these people? Uh, who's going to bring these people? And the the thing that, that pains me the most is that the drought that the Ummah is going through 
is not an economic drought because I've traveled, alhamdulillah, mashallah, I would say in more, at least easily more than half of the countries in the Muslim world. And uh, by Allah, I've not seen any lack of wealth. And uh, it's, it's, it's not a lack of numbers. It's not a lack of money. Yes, there is poverty in the Muslim world, but that's because of our own people's gross mismanagement of what Allah has given them. It's not because it's not there. But the thing that, uh, you know, the drought and the famine that scares me more than locusts and more than failure of rain is what is the qahd rijal that we have no more men left in our uh, ummah or they're dwindling very quickly. And when I say men, I'm not talking about males. Uh, so this is not to exclude our sisters either. Rather, the people who will stand and uh, make tasdiq of their ahd with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the people who will stand and uh, uh, fulfill their covenant with the Lord. That's, that's uh, you know, in the terminology of the people of the tariq, that's what, that's what a rajul is, even if it's a woman. And this qahtar rijal, those mothers who, uh, who ask Allah's dua that their children be the, the, the custodians of the knowledge of the Prophet wasallam, and that they be the ones who Allah accepts their sacrifices from them. You know, those men who, uh, uh, you know, their himma is munsarif in keeping the silsila of the salat in the masjid unbroken. And whose, whose himma and courage is munsarif, it's spent on, you know, uh, on taking the divine name. And whose pride and honor is in uh, living in a house or whose pride and honor is in living in a city or living on a street where the Lord isn't disobeyed openly and publicly. Whose pride and honor is in having a heart which is clean of anything other than him. Whose pride and honor is in stepping on their own nafs in order to keep their parents happy, in order to keep their family happy, in order to uh, serve the weak, in order to serve the poor, in order to say the, the good word. The one who, if they wish to earn money, it's so that they can... Uh, so that they can uh, learn the book of Allah Ta'ala if they wish to have power and safety and aman it's so that they can learn the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu not those who learn the book of Allah and the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu so that they can have power and money and, and all of these other things those people who don't live for this world those people who don't you know see Teslas and houses and you know uh, have a sort of attraction that was reserved you know for what for the mesmerizing uh, attraction of the idea that the Lord is pleased with a person and one day a person will look at Allah and know inside of their mind that they cannot even understand what that is but know inside of their heart that there's nothing more that they want greater than that. Uh, those people whose life and death uh, is munsarif is spent on, on, on that himma, on that courage and on that desire. Once those people leave the ummah, then the ummah is going to be uh, that group of people who show the Banu Israel what real deviation and what real crookedness is. And uh, as long as those people are here, we will be the pride and joy uh, of not only uh, the believers and not only the awliya and the ulama and not only the Prophet ﷺ, but the Lord himself when he said to the angels in response to their question, will you place therein those people who will do nothing except for cause mischief and spill blood? And he said, I know what you don't know. You know, those people who will live inside the tafsir of these words of Allah Ta'ala, the knowledge of the Lord that the angels didn't have. And, uh, you know, by logical uh, deduction, 
the knowledge which is only with the Lord has a, has a, has an honor and a shut off that, that that's uh, above the knowledge which is shared with the angels because that thing which is uh, only mukhallas and mukhlas for the for the Lord Jalla Ala is uh, uh, something in which uh, all and sundry uh, are, are not uh, are not uh, uh, are not allowed to come into it something sacred and holy it's forbidden for all in sundry it's only for uh, the elite so you know that that that's that's a thing you know and that's one of the the reasons that this ramadan is so awesome is that by boycotting the dunya boycotting eating and drinking sexual desires you know for those people who uh, allah ta'ala give them a high rank those people who's uh, you know tawajjuh on their own heart and on their own nafs is so strong that they forbid themselves even to desire uh, uh, those things the halal things, even to desire the carnal uh, pleasures, and to desire food and drink, and to desire uh, dunya in this uh, in this fast day, much less to desire the haram. For those people, mashallah, there are a couple of gasps of air that they can, uh, you know, oxygenate their spiritual brain with again, and there are a couple of moments of clarity where the person who is drowning in the ocean. Uh, can think about you know the fact that you can make a whole life for yourself on land once you save yourself from this predicament that you're in and uh, you know we're all in it together I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else I'm in fact if anything else I think one of the reasons that perhaps some of the things I say resonate people resonate with people is that I'm going through the same thing everybody else is uh, and maybe uh, I'm able to Uh, express it a little bit better than the average person would or express it in a vocabulary that's a little bit more like SAT friendly or whatever but uh, uh, the point is that we're all we're all going through it you know we all have to remind ourselves and remind each other Uh, and uh, I'll tell you this is that those people whose ilm has the most barakah in it are the ones who sacrifice the most for it I have a, 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 a there's a brother who studied with me in, in, in Madrasa when I was in Pakistan I was recently contacted him by him uh, through WhatsApp so I graduated from Madrasa in 2007 and uh, now it's 2020 so it's been 13 years and so a, uh, a classmate of mine in Pakistan uh, he said oh you know brother so-and-so uh, he was from whatever uh, repressive country in Central Asia uh, he uh, uh, he just got in contact with me recently uh, uh, and he asked about you would you like to talk to him I'm like sure yeah why not so uh, this brother very you know very sweet person he always was a very sweet he was a handsome person beautiful and uh, inwardly and outwardly a uh, very studious uh, 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 and a very uh, um, you know pleasant human being uh, he was a uh, he, he was a person who loved knowledge and he lived in a place where uh, you know the opportunities to study weren't there so imagine that if you want to go to Pakistan and study from 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 Central Asia, what do you have to do? You have to smuggle. You have to do the opposite of what people are doing, which is you have to smuggle yourself into Afghanistan, and then from there you have to smuggle yourself out out of Afghanistan. And so he did it, and uh, uh, he went over land, uh, not knowing how he's going to get to Pakistan. 
but he just heard from the elders that there are big madaris over there and they'll uh, welcome you with open arms. And God bless the madaris of Pakistan, mashallah. If there's any hikmah in Pakistan being a failed state, it is that the madaris welcome uh, the students of knowledge with open arms, even if the military dictatorship shall uh, declare it illegal for them to study. Alhamdulillah, by Allah's fadl, uh, I studied illegally. There was a law in Pakistan uh, banning foreign students while I was there. And, uh, uh, you know, the mashayikh of the tariqah made mashra with the mashayikh of the madrasa. And uh, uh, they said that we'll keep this Bahai Hamza uh, uh, regardless uh, of what uh, the volume uh, uh, tyrant of our time says. And we'll teach him. And there were some madars who actually said no to me. And I don't hold it against them because nobody wants to go to jail or see their institution imperiled. So I, I will lie. I don't, I don't say this in, a, in order to say anything bad about them. All I can say is that the Mashaikh who took me in. Allah Ta'ala give them a refuge on the day. That there's no refuge except for his. They told the, the fellow students that don't even make him go outside to get his food. Let him stay inside the, the four walls of the of the boundary of the madrasa so that nobody can say anything to him. And uh, one might think like, oh, it's just because he's an American. No, they did it for the other poor students as well that came from God knows where. They didn't have the heart to turn them out. So this friend of mine, he calls me by WhatsApp and without any pain or anguish or anger inside of his voice, he asked me, what were you doing? So I said, I just go places. I give bayan and I record bayans and like, you know, teach like little classes and like write little tracks of this and that and, you know, try to keep myself busy. I said, Alhamdulillah, mashallah, I'm glad that you're doing good work in America, mashallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide people to the deen through you and email, you know, whatever nice things he said, he said. So I said, what have you been up to? He said, when I got back home, I was arrested promptly and a court sentenced me to prison for 10 years for going to study the deen. I heard that and I said, these people, they're probably listening to your conversation, so I won't say anything. All I have to say is I have dua in my heart and you can guess what it is for them. He says, no, by Hamza, don't say that. He said, Alhamdulillah, in prison, Allah gave me the tawfiq of memorizing the Quran. Otherwise, I wasn't a hafiz before I left. And he said, in prison, there was another brother with me who wasn't a Muslim. And I gave him da'wah. He was a foreigner from somewhere in Africa who overstayed his visa or something like that. 
I said I gave him dawah and he accepted Islam at my hands. He even taught me a little bit of English, he said. He said, Alhamdulillah, they commuted my sentence after six years on the condition that I'm banned from ever being an imam in a masjid or ever teaching Islam publicly. So what does he do now? He actually translates books from Urdu into Persian. The shuruhat of the mashayikh on, you know, the, the works of the canonical uh, Sufi poets of the Persian language, Mulana Jalaluddin Rumi, etc. And mashallah, he says that I've already translated over 20 volumes of work. And uh, I'm working on uh, Mulana Ashraf Ali Tanwi's uh, Khalid Masnavi right now. So Tanvi's commentary on the Masnavi. And he had he had no bitterness in his voice at all. It's good to think about these people and remember them sometimes if you know if you think you're cool or you think you're you're good or you have some frustrations about things in life the way they are or the way they aren't or the way that you think that they should be that there are those servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mashallah if their hearts aren't like a proof of the barakah that's there in Islam then I don't know what is because I don't know where we're going to find people like this it's hard enough to find somebody who's taken care of and well fed and given opportunities that's happy but to find this happiness in people mashallah that have to go through so much and give so much just in order to be barred from any enjoyment or fulfillment in their life it's a proof that their heart is alive with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and isn't in need of the creation and so inshallah if anybody has himma inshallah let them remember such people and make dua for them not only for them so that they can go back and say there's some pious person somewhere pious fulan somewhere else in another land and I can go back to being a slob I can go back to my Netflix and YouTube and Snapchat and Instagram and all of these things but maybe maybe that uh, you know I can try to work a little harder and bring some of this ilm into my own life and bring some of this hal into my own life and do that struggle that those people uh, are literally shackled and chained uh, 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 that they would love to do. They would consider honor and privilege to do to make some of that struggle for those of us who have the opportunity to do some service for the deen, to live some of that deen in our own lives instead of taking it for granted or taking it as a, uh, a burden to take it as a privilege and an honor and to bring it into our own lives and to make some arrangements for our children to receive that thing which was snatched away from our fathers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq inshallah. Don't cry for the for the end of Ramadan. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us tawfiq 
to see out its last moments and he's pleased with us and he accepts from us and that the tawajjah of his qubuliyah and his acceptance comes down on us on the Mubarak day of Eid then there's nothing to be sad about at all Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa sallamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu